Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. Kate Kennedy here, reporting from the tundra. It is negative degrees outside. I cannot have my heat on while I record because it's a little bit loud. So really plan touch and go here with the elements. I am drinking um, not a cup, not a goblet, rather a uh, full water glass of, of red wine for some insulation. It's uh, I live in Chicago and, you know, I kind of hate when people complain about the cold. Like you live here. What did you expect? Did you watch 90 Days of Summer on Bravo? We literally only have, no, it was 100 Days of Summer. Wait, no, that was the movie with uh, JGL and uh, Zoe Deschanel. No, that was 500 Days of Summer, which was like such a good movie when you first saw it and you thought like you were kind of indie hipster on the outskirts, like limited release theater, big city life. But then it became so ubiquitous and then everybody started to think like quirky was the new sexy. And then like I tried to be more bug eyed and see if I could pull off a brunette bang and then I never could. I can't pull off an A-line skirt or like a general, I don't know, 60s look. So really that wasn't a great era for me. Um, But also JGL's character was extremely like unattractive in that and should have known I wasn't going to like La La Land based alone off of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Hollow Notes, You Make My Dreams Come True, Dance Off uh, Down the Road. And, you know, like, I don't know. They were both horrible characters. Like, Zoe Deschanel the whole time was like, I love the Smiths. And he was like, oh, you like, you like music? Wow. And then he's like in love with her because, I don't know, movies and I guess a lot of aspects of popular culture used to make us think that we would be more or less attractive to men based on if we had like cool taste in music. But like, I definitely tried to fake cooler taste in music, did not pick up dudes any faster. Uh, If anything, they were like threatened that I was going to ask to go to shows with them. I mean, probably the the worst offense I've ever had is like Dave Matthews band. And like, I, I, I can find I could enjoy myself at a Dave Matthews concert. I, I There's a handful of songs I really genuinely like, but do I, you know, long for an eight to 12 minute guitar solo at the end of two step? Uh, I'd rather, you know, go see Britney Spears piece of me. I like things to be uh, more manufactured, direct and predictable unless, you know, talent and music and instrument oriented. I I love a backtrack. What can I say? I mean, I can appreciate musical talent. Of course. I love like, you know, Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga, like always play the piano. I, you know, loved Vanessa Carlton playing that moving piano. Perhaps it was on a flatbed truck during the thousand miles video. I'm really embarrassed. Those are the only three examples of instruments I can think of right now. But, you know, I do appreciate like actual music. But what I mean is I, I can't go to like shows of artists that people are really into because they're good musicians, because I just don't under I, I, I'm like 10 steps behind. I mean, I dated a few stoners in my day, very into fish, Grateful Dead, String Cheese Incident. I've sat in a lot 
of basements with questionable smells and nodded my head along to what I hoped was the beat of some jam band song that was basically just like a half hour of various like guitar and, and drum back and forth. I, 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 I don't know. It's like if I was in the dating game now, I would not pretend I was athletic or into cool music. I mean, granted, I do still have my lift ticket on my winter coat. Um, uh, and it was only a lift ticket to go get lunch at the top of the hill where like the skiers ski into, but like I rode it up and down. If you, and so if you look closely, it does say single ride, um, non-skier, but from far away, it's like, Oh, sick. Do you like to shred? I heard there's fresh pow up in Jackson hole. And I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Why? How did I get here? What am I doing? Why was I talking about 500 days of summer? I don't know. Anyways, I don't need the muted palettes, the heavy bangs, the Regina Spector music. I don't need a girl getting up to karaoke and singing Sugar Town by Nancy Sinatra. Uh, like a normal person. Well, I shouldn't say normal. It's, it's, it's not typical that you meet people and like you're so blown away and think their tastes are like so classy and sophisticated because. Like no, nobody in real life is that much of a character where they're like so vintage, so urban outfitters, so thrift store of, of late sixties finds with, you know, frosted tiny glass jar collections and a lot of various mirrored trays and a, maybe a brass curly bed with a, with a floral bed sheet. I, it's just I, like how, how and why is your refrigerator made in 1974? Like, where did you get that? And like the rest of your apartment doesn't look that old. Like, like how, like how, how, how do people in movies and TV, how do, how do their kitchen appliances like match their vibe? It's very impressive. Everywhere I've lived, I've really not had much of a choice. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I don't know. The, the sugar town, it was sugar town. It's like, oh my God. I'd be like, boo. We're going to go to a town. Let's go to crazy town. Let's sing butterfly. Come my lady. Come, come my lady. Like that, like that's a song we want to hear. Like that's cool. That's hot. You want to impress your date, you know, get up there and sing. I don't know. Fastballs the way and try to like block out of your memory that Camille Cabello sampled one of their songs for ugh, what's her song. Uh, bad things. The, the, uh, that song, that fastball song, it's like, was I out of my head? Was I out of my mind? How could I ever be this blind? I was looking for an indication. It was hard to find. She, she changed it to, I only want to do bad things to you. Anyway, whatever. Uh, sing, what, sing Your Woman by White Town. You know, Th these, are, these are the important songs of the late 90s. Tal Bachman. Um, sorry, my phone's going off. This isn't going well. I'm very cold. Um, <laughs> anyways, what song did I play? Oh, okay. I played... Winnie Houston. It's not right, but it's okay. Because that's how I feel about the cold weather. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to complain about it that much. It's not right. It's not, I'm not well. It, it, I, I don't love that I have a side-by-side -side of Chicago, Antarctica, and the North Pole. And every morning I like do a little swipe a roo, see who's in a worse scenario. And typically it's me. Do I have to leave the house? No. I don't know. It's not right, but it's okay. Remember she had like on this leather ensemble. It was such a great video. The remix is my favorite. The dun, 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 dun. Like 
That's like one. I mean, if that like never comes on at the clubs, but I mean, I don't know. I lose my mind if I heard that remix. It's kind of similar to Celine Dion's "That's the Way It Is." It was it was a major bop, but it was like after her, you know, heavy hitters. Her "It's All Coming Back to Me," "The Power of Love," "My Heart Will Go On," etc. Whitney Houston's "It's Not Right, But It's Okay" was a little bit later in her career, and um, Lord knows, I'm sure she was singing that to Bobby Brown, who ruined her life, and I'll never forgive. But yeah, you know, I just think that's like a great life motto. It's all, it's not right, but it's okay. Like uh, uh, onward and outward. No, that's not what they say. Over and up, up and out. Uh, on the up and up. Like, what is it when you're like, I am above this and I'll continue to be up, uh, up it. I don't know. Single, single, single ride ski lift to lunch. Well, that, that's straight up. I, w- this week I was talking about coats. Oh, cause I bought the hashtag the coat, this Instagram phenomenon coat. And I'm still struggling with it, and I haven't returned it yet. I think I'm going to exchange it. It's very, very large on me. I do look like Kenny from South Park. Uh, If Kenny from South Park did a collab with Baby Fat by Kimora Lee Simmons, that's what this coat would be. Um, And I like it. It's just, I just don't feel like I'm pulling it off. I feel like I'm just too tall to wear baggy things. It's a, a, A chunky knit is only as adorable as the chunk doesn't add to what already is a large surface area because the chunk makes big look bigger. It makes small look drowning. So as a fairly broad shoulder, I'm five, nine, I've I've never been a tiny person, even though I want to be a large jacket, a chunky knit, a uh, layers, putting on a large sweater underneath a coat when I can't put my arms down like a little kid in like a full snowsuit. It's, it's, it's tough and it's not my favorite look. And Due to that, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull off this trend, even though I just, you know, I I do want to fit in. And I was excited because it was a coat I could actually, you know, afford. It's they have it on sale half the time for sixty dollars. I think at most it's one twenty. And, you know, somewhat unpopularly, I did go on the record this week saying that I felt that Canada Goose jackets were the, the McMansions of coats. And when I say that, I mean, I'd move myself into one in a heartbeat. It's popular for a reason, but Canada geese, if you will, or it's, it's like that uh, thing. It's like things that are perceived to be a fashion or a status symbol that we all know are expensive. But then when so many people have them, they lose their novelty. Like I used to see a Canada goose and be like, wow, like you're, you're serious about outerwear. That's awesome. But you know, like when I saw one of those trusty arm patches, but now it's just like as ubiquitous as, I don't know, a, a North Face Denali fleece. It's like the oversized watch of 2012, uh, what Longchamp totes were in like uh, 2006 to 2009, uh, what uh, Vera Bradley was when I was in high school, What's, um, what's, what like Samba shoes and gazelles and Sauconies were when I was in el- like elementary school. There's always these like price point attainable items donned by the masses of the upper middle class that I'm always just like a little bit behind and a little bit like, do I want to spend that? Or, you know, can I go to the Burlington Coat Factory and get something that closely resembles it? I got to say, Vera Bradley is the most interesting phenomenon of all because I do I do remember spending a good portion of my California pizza kitchen hostess hard-earned money 
on a Vera Bradley blue quilted bag that had tiny bumblebees on it. And I remember, I remember thinking like, I mean, sachet, chante, like work it. I'm on the runway. I am crushing it. Balenciaga, Givenchy, Gucci, Louis Vuitton has nothing on me. I got these bees. I, I just, I don't know. Like, what was I thinking? It's, and like, I like Vera Bradley. It's, it's like, you know, it's very, um, it's kind of like Mackenzie Child. It's like, it's a, it's a look and it's, it's really cute if all your stuff matches and it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit more warm weather, less densely populated areas. Just meaning I see a lot more of them in the suburbs and in rural areas and in cities. Not that that means they're any less cool just because of like, what the type of things people carry. Like you can't carry a fully quilted bag in the city. You need to be able to like set it down. You need a little bit of vinyl on it. It needs to be waterproof. It needs to be throw up proof on the subway. Um, people that have all fabric quilted duffels are people that are able to go from their front porch to the car in about 30 seconds. Um, but I just, it's so interesting. Like uh, w- at what point you think things are like so cute just because everybody else has them. Like, isn't that so strange how like our eyes and our opinions change just based on what other people do. And I know that's like the most common concept in the entire world, but like the older I get, the more I'm not doing it. And you know, when I say McMansion, it's, it's like, it's such a negative term, but really by definition, it's a house that's considered ostentatious, that's lacking in architectural architectural integrity. It's very much like, you know, it's like homes of modules and you just like put together modules. And it's kind of like, you know, a Build-A-Bear of, of architecture, which is totally fine. And it's a lot easier. Like I would go insane if I had to build a house. I'd just probably buy an already built house. Um, but it's like... Uh, the the lacking in architectural integrity i can see how it becomes offensive but what i mean by that is like it's is it are you architect are you the architect of the coat of your dreams is this really the fit and the warmth and the shape and the color and everything you ever wanted or is this just what like other people are telling you like looks fancy nice high end and so you're just like slapping it on you that's what i mean it's like is this your taste or is this just like what we're, we're a shell of what we're told that we're supposed to like oh my god i'm so sorry you would think i'm like popular but i'm not these are weather notifications at every beat of the wind chill dropping i am getting notified you know what's funny that i was thinking about the other day having now being married and not feeling nervous if my husband's gonna text me back or not because he like has to by law um I kind of like miss the like crippling anxiety of being text texted back or not. Like I, I I think I talked about in one of my like early episodes, the first 10, how the um, AOL instant messenger, like, like a chime that you got an IM or if like you could see your minimized window flashing from afar that was as thrilling as what became the blackberry red light on the table that you're pretending like you're not looking at while you're at dinner with a friend but really you're staring at it and you cannot wait to see if it's like an email from Zappos or if it's like your crush texting and then that became the phantom pocket buzz of the iPhone where you feel it buzzing and you're dying to go check it. So you have to go to the bathroom and like pretend like you didn't take your phone when you like slid it in your pocket because you're pretty sure it buzzed and then it like definitely didn't buzz. I don't know. It's funny. I just, I, I was a lot more attached to my phone when I was like waiting with bated breath if 
Greg or anyone I dated before him was gonna respond to me. And like, you know, most of the time mm, they they didn't. Um, probably, you know, way too busy is looking at their wall tapestries and listening to Mo period or widespread panic. But um, yeah, it was kind of like a funny thing where you, when, while it's happening, you're just like, I just want people to text me back. And then one day you just meet people that text you back. And then there's this like whole part of your brain that's like re- like released of the stress that goes along with having to feign communication with people and overthink your responses. I mean, sure, I, I still try to keep it spicy. I don't respond immediately. Sometimes I'll just say the letter K. Sometimes, you know, I'll just respond with that shrugging emo- emoji that's like, I think that shrug emoji is like code for like, Sorry, I'm not sorry. Like, oh, this is my opinion. That doesn't match yours. Like, you know, every time I get a shrug emoji in a DM, it's like, oh, well, geez, thanks a lot. I really like this thing that you just said was a McMansion of codes shrug. And I'm like, you don't have to agree with me. And again, I don't mean it to be insulting. I just mean, is that your ideal architecture for an expensive piece of outerwear? The point is that it's expensive. And at that price point, I just want to make sure you're getting exactly what you want. And it's as warm as you need it to be. I've actually always thought about, you know, wouldn't it be funny if there was like a market for um, like signature, uh, signature aspects of high-end goods that were like, you could just buy like the label kind of like, I've always thought, you know, like wolf appliances, the red knobs are like the Louboutins of the kitchen appliance world. I was like, I'm just going to paint knobs red and sell them to people. And then it'll look like a wolf appliance. I'll make stickers for the bottom of like regular pumps, you know, that are red. Will it make people feel better? Maybe. Will it make you not go into debt over shoes? I hope so. Not that I believe in copyright infringement, but you can't trademark a color. So I don't know. Maybe I'll like, Hit up some of the local Girl Scouts while they're selling cookies at one of those tables outside the hardware store and be like, hey, got any patches with geese on them? Buy a handful, sell them on eBay, slap them on your left arm, bam, Canada goose. One of the geese. Found your flock. The inside says BB. The outside says Canada goose. And no one's going to know the difference. Because again, they're not distinguishable enough to be a status piece beyond that patch, I don't think. And guys, if you have one, if I ever insult anything you have, for the love of God, don't listen to me. Sometimes I just say things out of like, for comedic effect or distress, descriptive language, or really I'm cold or tired or if, you know, had a full, again, water glass of wine. And, um, you know, just am not really thinking, thinking through the old jaw flaps here. The, the second half of this episode is going to be me and my sister playing Name That Tune. As promised two weeks ago before I lost the file. I think it's pretty fun. I hope you guys like it. But first, I just wanted to address Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's um, chemistry sales pitch they're taking around the world still. They're still campaigning for the Oscars. It's like these two are timeshare salesmen. Like they are advertising something that is so much more than what is actually there, I think. If they actually touch each other and look at each other longingly like that, I don't know. Yes, people can be platonic friends, but like you don't have, I don't know, you don't have to touch the small of another woman's back if you're a married man. You don't have to like grab her lack of love handle, hold her close to you so you don't fall off the piano bench while she weeps into, you know, tickling the ivories. 
you, you don't have to gaze at her with your ice blue eyes that are on the jumbotron, just looking at her like she is one of those cartoon plates of liver and onions where you can just see the heat sizzling off. A, I don't know a lot about the Enigma tour, but it's I was having a, tr- a hard time because she did have what appeared to be a blue mullet. Um, yeah, and just in general, I'd, I had a hard time thinking of in what context you'd look at somebody with that hairstyle in such a loving, endearing, intense manner. But also, the the whole thing about the A Star Is Born, you know, platonic chemistry campaign is how subservient Gaga is to Bradley Cooper. Like, she acts like she is so unworthy so was so taken a chance on you'd think she is like a backup singer in a group that's running a circuit of quinceañeras like she she is freaking lady gaga you don't need him he didn't need to give you a chance he didn't roll the dice you're a creative genius and a talent for the ages why are you kneeling at his feet why are you giving the 99 problems but bradley ain't one speech like why are you, I just, I don't understand, like, why she is so uh, meek in his presence and, like, fascinated by him. I'm like, you did see Wedding Crashers, right? Like, he's fine. I, I just, are you trying to be Noah and Allie? Noah and Allie, that's a notebook. Uh, whatever. Jackson and Allie, like, it's life imitating art. I don't know. I just don't really get it. And it makes me sad. I just... Lady Gaga's like such a strong, independent woman. I know she is, and I really feel like this is kind of a bit. Um, but it's like if you're a, a Irina Shake, do you honestly get jealous? Like you, you literally look like a, a, a Mrs. Potato Head of all the most beautiful features I could stick on someone's face and head in the world. Like she's so stunning. Uh, they have a kid, and I'm sure they're very stable in their relationship. And I'm and I'm sure it bothers her. What's she gonna do? And it's like she's so hot. Like. I I don't know. I I can't imagine that she's like too worried about like keeping him around. I mean, can like can you imagine like somebody saying she let herself go? You can't let yourself go when you have a, the perfect golden ratio bone structure, forever, you know, plump lips, you know, even almond gorgeous eyes, naturally dark lashes, dark brows and, you know, cheekbones that could you know, carve an ice sculpture. It's like you wear makeup or don't. You, you just got a nice face. It, you, like she doesn't have to do anything. That's like so nice. And I know I talk about how there's so many things more important than beauty. And I totally agree with that. But I also am a person that wears makeup when I go to Walgreens. Like I like, I, I, I like makeup and I, and I like to look nice. And I don't think that makes you superficial. And I don't think it means I have low self-esteem. I just think that everyone does what they need to do to highlight the features they have. Natural beauty isn't one of mine. It's totally fine. But a little bit of shape tape, some telescopic mascara. I put a pink lip gloss on my cheeks. A little bit of Aquaphor highlight. It takes about five minutes. I feel like a new woman. And it just makes me walk all the taller. And if I run into somebody, it makes me not duck behind the aisles and hope that they just think I'm on the ground kneeling looking at the wet and wild highlighters, which I do have to kneel to look at the wet and wild lipsticks and nail polishes and highlighters because that's like kind of the um, you know price point I'm at right now in terms of my cosmetics, how the mighty have fallen from a Sephora VIB rouge. But, you know, it's okay. Things are looking up. 
Okay, so before we get to name that tune, I'm so excited because we have an advertiser who's a listener. And you guys know if I'm ever going to get excited about anything, it's going to be your products and hearing what you're most passionate about. And uh, quite frankly, I learned a lot. So I am excited to share with you something called the Bathwell. And the reason when I read this, I was like particularly shook, as the kids say, is because she kind of set it up as like, do you know what's in your bath and body products? And I was like, um, yeah, no, I uh, actually, I use this lotion that's like eczema grade chicken skin. Like I'm pretty sure it's exclusively used for like poultry feet and it has so many chemicals in it. When my dog licks my ankles, I'm like, should I call it poison control? So no, I don't know what's in my <laughs> bath and body products. And the truth is most people don't. So typically you go to the store and you grab whatever body wash is on sale, whatever smells the best or has the prettiest packaging. I don't know. And if you turn around the bottle, everything, ha it's like all consonants, no vowels. It's intimidating. And it's just one of those things that I know for me, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't have time for that. Like I'm not, I'm not looking up like, I, I can't even that this is that that's why this is so bad. I can't even tell you an example of a singular ingredient in any of the products I use. But the unfortunate reality is that the FDA doesn't regulate bath and body products and really leaves companies the ability to put anything into their formulas. And when she said carcinogens, hormone disruptors, like ingredients that have been known to cause birth defects, I was like, yikes, I, I, how these things aren't on my radar is crazy. And you almost don't think about it as much when it's topical and it's not ingested. And some of the stats she gave me, because, you know, I love my data, is that the average woman is exposed to several hundred chemicals daily through personal care products. And up to 60% of what we put on our skin is absorbed into our bodies. And I can attest to this because uh, somebody I'm very close to actually had like a serious medical issue from a topical cream going into their bloodstream through like an open wound. And I kind of like wasn't really thinking about it until I was reading this. But anyway, see, I'm rambling. I like when there's like a story or a lesson behind it. I'm always trying to learn something, you know? That's why I was particularly excited about the Bathwell. So the Bathwell is a destination for bath and body care without the toxic ingredients and harsh chemicals, aka the harmful stuff I was talking about that doesn't belong in your body. So what I love, you know, I love a catchy phrase. I love a slogan. I love a tagline. And she said, think of us as bath and body without the works. And I was like, you know what? I am into that. As much as I love Moonlit Path, I, I don't need all of that garbage on my skin. Lord knows that it has not been moonlighting my path to wellness this entire time. So the, at the Bathwell, their products are non-toxic, plant-based, and cruelty-free, which is huge, especially, you know, as a mother of a, of a tiny baby puppy named Tugboat. Um, so you can shop their curated collections of body wash, lotions, bath bombs, deodorant, and more, and use code BETHERE, BEWELL, to get 10% off your purchase. So please support the Bathwell. I hope you learned something. I sure learned a lot. It's a fellow listener, a fellow female small business owner, trying to educate people about something very important to them in their health. And, and am I a speedy narrator of ads? Absolutely not. However, I don't know. I thought this was like worth spending more time on because I didn't know any of that. And I figured I'd be remiss to not share. So once again, go to thebathwell.com and enter code B there. Be well for 10% off your purchase. Anyway, I am excited. And if any of you guys that own a small business, have your own side hustle, your own coaching thing, like whatever it may be, 
reach out. I'm a, I have a decent sized listenership and I have small business rates and then like corporate rates. And, um, I'll send you, you know, the media kit and whatnot, and we can talk about it because there's value in open ears. And if anyone's going to get out there, I want it to you guys. And I offered this in September, but then that was like in the you know thick of everything with the book. And so I just didn't end up doing it because I didn't want to like arbitrarily value the real estate of the, you know, the voice ad and whatever. I just, I didn't have time to really like button it up till the past month or so. So every, everyone's busy. Everyone's got shiz to do and nobody has time to do anything besides watch both the fire festival documentaries. Apparently this past week and talk about them to exhaustion. Um, I did watch them. I brought them up briefly last week. I can't decide. It's like it's they both feel a little dirty to me. Hulu. I, I didn't like that Hulu paid Billy, but I don't like that F. Jerry is behind the Netflix one because he like had a role in the promotion of it. And I think he's like kind of guilty. But in having Jerry Media produce the documentary, it kind of made him look like, I don't know, he wasn't part of the joke. And I just want some more like personal accountability on that part. He also doesn't seem like the nicest guy to me. Um, <clears throat> but I just like didn't it's it, the notion of thinking you deserve everybody's money, managing it poorly and just borrowing more and more and more and more thinking it's never going to catch up to you is so odd to me. And what was far more alarming to me than anything else was the concept of everybody having such strong questions, but not pushing back. Nobody ever stopped for a second. I mean, maybe they did, but nobody listened or nobody did it enough. Everyone just kind of blindly followed directions because, you know, that's what the owner of the company wanted. That's what they said could happen. And they just wanted you to believe them. And it's like, that's what's scary about any sort of authority or leadership is when people, there isn't a culture of being able to push back or provide feedback. And there isn't a checks and balances system where people have more to go off of than just believing the word of some guy who's like bordering on sociopathic, it seems. I just, it's like that this is why I hate networking events. I hate swindlers. I hate sweet talkers. I hate people that are pre-revenue that like go to these events and talk themselves up and act like they're the best. And that's why like, I hate being bold and emailing, being like, I have this many listeners money, please. Because it's like, it's so, it's so stupid, but I get there's like a difference. Right. And like, that's why, I don't know. I think I'm so sensitive to that. having gone to so many startup things that like I wanted to actually build something and have a podcast before I put like value on it, but then it's like, well, I also probably could have been making money this past year. So who's the real sucker? Hard to say. Um, but I just, I couldn't believe how many people were talking about it in retrospect. Like it was such a crock, so ridiculous, but they were also, you know, just fueling the machine in real time. And they're all smart, nice seeming normal individuals, but I don't know. It's like, every, that's why I just think everyone's just doing their job. Like, every, like, if you're not on your own time, if you're at work, it's very hard to like fight for the greater good. And that's what like concerns me about like first responders and doctors and politicians and stuff. Cause I'm like, I think most people just like, we're just like working and we're just getting by and we, we try not to rock the boat because like sometimes you don't feel like taking it on. And like, energetically, it's tough. And I just hope that people whose decisions actually impact people don't feel that way. 
because I definitely feel that way about work. I, I hopefully there's a greater sense of conviction and responsibility if what you do actually affects people's lives. But I also like, I don't know, I don't really blame the people that went and bought tickets. Like, I don't like Bella Hadid and Shanina Sheikh and Kendall Jenner and all these girls like advertise it as being the most glam thing ever. The Bahamas are gorgeous. They played with those adorable pigs that they always play with on The Bachelor. Like, what are people supposed to think? If I had the disposable income, if I was young, if my parents let me go to music festivals, like, sure, I'd go with some friends. But also, if there's any knowledge of there being tense, like, I'd be out at tense. I don't, like, out, 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 out. The nothing, no charm in a tent, in my opinion. Not for more than one night. And I was like, where do you put your stuff? Like, your belongings. There, there'd probably be, like, a huge theft issue, especially in this, like, doomsday scenario. Every man for himself, it sounded like. Um, but... The other thing, there's this influencer, and I'm losing her name, but, you know, Helen Owen, um, she's like an influencer, and her and her boyfriend, Zach, who was a contestant on Ellie Fedotowski's season of The Bachelorette, they just, like, gallivant around the world to different luxury resorts and take photos of nice skyline views in bathtubs, um, a lot of aerial shots of uh, room service breakfast, a lot of feet up on the balcony with some wine, a lot of, you know, champagne boomerangs. A lot of photos uh, in bikinis of being like, oh, I love pizza. You know, you know the drill. Her and her friend were one of the influencer couples that got to stay in this like mansion. And when you watch the vlog, Helen and this other girl are like, yeah, we hear the circumstances are pretty dire over there. And people are like in need of food and water and, you know, people's clothes are wet and their belongings are destroyed. There's a, elements of, of theft. It's getting scary. It's getting violent. But anyway, look how pretty the beach is. We're here in our house. We're loving it. Hashtag fire. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, when 82 backed out. But like, what are you going to do? Talk about all the small things. Like, you know, water off a duck's back. Speaking of ducks, look at my boyfriend. He's in the water. Oh, my God. He's on a flamingo float. He's so funny. Let me give him a kiss. And it's, it's just, ugh. it's so insufferable, but it's also so amazing because it's so predictable and exactly what you think it was going to be. But anyway, I, uh, I watched him like a week and a half ago now, so I'm not remembering everything I thought. Obviously, disaster. Obviously, I feel so bad for everybody on the island, for the caterer, for everybody that got screwed. This is where I don't understand, like, this is why money's confusing. I'm like, how can Billy... This like blinky goober of a man convinced people time and time again to fund him millions of dollars to the point of getting up to $38 million in funding. I, where I'm like, can you advertise on my podcast? And it's like so hard. I've had four meetings with one company. Like I used to work in ad, like digital and TV advertising. Do you know how much one ad spot is? And, and, and podcasts, they're in like perpetuity. So long as your back catalog's up, it's so interesting where people choose to nickel and dime and how more, much more skeptical people are of the small guys. When I'd argue, I'm going to try a hell of a lot harder. But it's also, you see, you see clowns like this that just make stuff up or influencers that inflate numbers. It's like, yeah, I totally get why you're skeptical. Um, but anyway, it's, it's wild to me that there's enough people to keep funding that clown. Yet, like, can't somebody like swoop in and give 60 grand to the caterer? If, if people are like that rich with FU money that they just like have to waste on investments, allegedly, like whatever Billy was selling with this festival with that weird, heavy credit card. Like, I don't know. Don't you want to, can't you like toss a few bucks to be charitable toward a, 
you know, situation that you contributed to. Like, I just, I feel like the fees, the, the money that was wasted or the money that's missing from a lot of the people that got screwed over in this situation is a nominal amount compared to the other investments that were given to Billy. And like, where are, are all those super rich people making good? You know what I mean? Like, the, the, make it right. Make the situation right. The girl has a GoFundMe and it looked like she was, she had like a huge sum of money in it but 20 grand of it was from f jerry which i guess that's good because again partially his fault but um i don't know it's it's just it's that's what's so confusing about funding like people like that oh my god elizabeth holmes oh my god that's like i don't even have time to go through are you guys listening to that podcast i just started it but it's like one of my favorite things greg and i's favorite things to talk about like just straight up lying (laughs) your way through uh, like, uh, I mean, anyways, if if you're behind, Elizabeth Holmes is the founder and former CEO of a company that was known for its false claims to have these like revolutionary blood tests. Um, but it, it, it had like a nine million dollar valuation. She was like was said by Forbes, one of the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaires. And everything she said was fraud. All of the data, like everything she said was like, it's just like one of the biggest, most massive fraud cases of all time. And it's like, she like lowered her voice several octaves when she spoke and like accidentally broke out of character at one point. And like just a literal female con artist, a regular Anna Delvey. And it's so interesting. You just don't see a lot of characters like this. And it's really fascinating. But um, anyway. What's the, the podcast is called, shoot. Well, the book is called Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies of a Silicon Valley Startup. And the podcast is called The Dropout. Um, anyway, so some, uh, some listening for you guys once you're done with this here podcast. Um, but anyway, I'm going to switch over to Kelly and I's game. I hope you find it entertaining. The point was to prove, like, am I really as good as I say I am with pop culture? And you'll have to see for yourself. I did cut out a lot of it. It was very long because I could have played for hours. It's like my dream game. Um, But we had a good time and sorry for promising it way too long ago. I hope um, you guys enjoyed last week's two Taylor Swift deep dives. I had a great time uh, talking through all of that. It's hard to stay organized because there's just so much to it. But... I was happy that the feedback was positive. I'm sure a lot of people get so over talking about her, but at the same time, in the whole riddle game of it all, I think it can be pretty interesting. And um, I I guess the good news for me is I I feared I was at the point of, you know, a pathetic fanhood. But then I realized, finally, I have something of Taylor Swift I care nothing about and will not see, and that is her in the movie edition of Cats. I don't like cats as animals. I don't like the musical. I don't know who Bumbelina is. I don't know why she's wearing so many shearling coats. I, I'm, I'm just not that interested. I'm not here for it. This is a chapter of her career that I'm just going to have to tune out. And so therefore, we'll go back in the archives and dig up some other fun lore as it relates to Taylor Swift. Um, still want to talk through Swift Gron. It's so fascinating. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, patreon.com slash be there in five a dollar gets you access to bonus content or like this episode i'm going to upload like right this second but i probably won't really put it on for two more days on regular itunes you get early episodes 
you can hear about that one time I accidentally said something perceived to be mean to a blogger that was really well known. And then she messaged me something passive aggressive and I freaked out and I hopped on Patreon for just like 10 minutes to be like, what do I do? But it solved itself. So it was, it was chill. Um, and, uh, by Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star, my book, it was in the director's gift bags at Sundance this past weekend, which is pretty cool. So hoping, you know, I don't know. I think it's a concept that has legs and could go farther. And um, I hope somebody sees it and likes it. You just never know. So if you happen to see anybody post it or talk about it, please, by all means, tag me. Let me know. I'm not really in like the director circuit. I don't know if they were really that worried about Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star amidst watching the Michael Jackson expose by one Wade Robson, which, yikes, nervous about that one. Heard it's insane. Um, not surprising, but detailed, which is kind of like the R. Kelly thing. It's like once you hear the details, you can't unhear them. You're kind of done. And I know Michael Jackson's estate is furious, but like, what do these people have to gain by, you know, like it's, it's just, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't comment until I see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, link to Patreon, to my website, to buy Be There in Five products, to, by Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star, all in the show notes. And um, from that, I will kick it off to me and Kelly. I hope you enjoy. For a segment where Kelly makes a playlist, I guess the song. And can I go into my, like, how I came up with this? Please. Okay. So Kate has, truly, and I'm, I'm not saying this, has not seen this. No, However, I when I came over tonight, we played with Alexa, the, I know, she is she just on? I know, I said Alexa the other day on the phone and she responded to me. She's so going. Alexa, off. Alexa, shut your pie hole. <laughs> So we played a music trivia game. I say we. You played a music trivia game when I got here tonight. I was eating cheese and meat. Well, I was trying to, like, engage the crowd. And you got every (laughs) single song right for the most part. So I fear that my initial go at this is a little too easy. But fear not, group. We'll we'll do this again. If this is a hit, we'll do it again. I'll go deeper. But I just was trying to think of songs from mid-late 90s. And then early to mid 2000s. Well, the, also the difference is that um, Alexa picks a random. <laughs> She's gonna come on again. <laughs> no, you're the um, worst and the Alexa, best. Alexa, put a sock in it. No, she picks um, in a random five, ten seconds from any given song, and Kelly's. They're gonna be just like. The first. So I'm only going to play my, here's the thing. I tried to rule out songs that immediately started singing because it's so obvious. I was trying to do instrumental. Okay. <gasps> but okay. No, again, mid to late nineties and early to mid two thousands. Okay. We, we can adjust if needed. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I would, however, like to start with one that you're probably not going to get, but I feel is needed just to start this segment. I'm so nervous, guys. <laughs> I really have no idea. She has no idea. Oh, so it's this like is you what guys I did this morning. I'm literally all morning. I currently I'm have... my neck. I'm literally cracking We're obviously not going to do all these, but I have 55 no, songs I'm busy. for I'm four busy. hours worth of I'm not busy. content. Um, so there's that. Stuff? So this is what I was... Do- no, sorry. I should have been better prepared. I'm going to start You're with so one. Prepared. 
No, I am. It's it's a whole. And if anyone wants it, like I'll share it in the group. It's it's a pretty. I share my playlist. Here's here's just so you know the rules. Okay. For this round, I won't play one artist more than once. Okay. Thank you. And. Can I sing? It, of course. Mm-hmm. We can even play late. Oh, oh, and just so everyone knows, I'm not stealing music. I, I've since paid for all of these. But I just want I want everyone to know. Uh, totally. Everyone's gonna It's not illegal. You. Let's 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 get you started. Are we ready? Are we ready, guys? Here we go. Song number one. Flashback to my college days. She'd take my money. Gold digger, Kanye West beat Jamie Foxx with three X's. <laughs> I should really go in and out with these, right? See? You're good. Thank you. Okay. All right. So this is also for everyone listening that they can guess to see if they can exactly. figure it out. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. I want, the new, I want it to be like a wide range. Of, yeah. oh, we have a wide range. Your body's a wonderland, John Mayer. Nice. <laughs> John Mayer's one of my hall passes, but my husband's in the other room. I was looking for a John Krasinski song. I just couldn't find one. The, He's the uh, other uh, one. I have, a, I have three John crushes. Mulaney, Krasinski, Mayer. Here's the thing. We started out friends. <laughs> it was cool. It was all pretend. Kelly and I will be there February 27th. I cannot wait. I got this in the first bar. But you haven't said title oh, or... Oh, since you were Sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought if I started singing it... Oh, oh. you're right. I need to be clear. clear. You need to be yeah. very clear. Song title and artist. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Song title? Since you were gone, I one Kelly Clarkson. Okay. We will be there February 22nd. Here, live in Chicago. One of my friends is flying into town for it. It is an extravaganza. No. All right. Excited. There's so much fun. I'm having the best Ready? time. I'm eating a cracker. <laughs> um, I live like you were dying to me. <laughs> a good song. It came out my senior year in college. Yeah. And guys, girls, you name it, everybody would just like yeah. blast that. Right. And I feel just, like it carried just, on. Just a bunch of this super is... straight guys. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Uh, truly. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Speaking of. Oh, Enter Sandman, Metallica. Okay. Virginia so, Tech's entrance song. Thank you. Were you so, worried I wasn't going to get this? No, I was hopeful that you would. <laughs> because why is this? So one of the requests also was that you explain why certain songs mean something. Oh, so my I thought forgot. was this might bring out oh, some emotions yeah, thank you for of your college days. I was trying to talk too much. Yes. Yeah. Um, this we'll is, this actually is a good background. song. And so yes, I went to here. a large football school. And this is a song that is played when the, uh, the team enters the field. Now, I did love this moment because I love a booming you do. It's I, I very dramatic. A booming, dramatic musical number. So I would go in the stands. I would bounce for a brief time, welcome the, them to the field. I'd stay the first quarter and see if it was going to be like cool or not, and then I'd bounce real totally. hard, real hard. And um, you know, I do not like a single other Metallica song. <laughs> do you? Anyways, oh, okay. Metallica um, sings. 
a I mean, thing. I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> totally later. Superstar. Womanizer Britney Spears. Good job. <laughs> I just hit my dog in the face. Superstar. Oh. Give it to Chris. What is it called? Yeah. 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 Oh my god. This is not the edited version, so. What's it called? Girl. What's your fantasy? Yes. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay, because you knew the lyrics. See, that's how I am with these. I can sing lyrics all day long. I have such a hard time recalling artist and song title. No, I can recall artists. I have such a hard time recalling yeah. song title. No, well, and it's like it was such a college anthem. And I was kind right? of like thinking "Splash Waterfalls" because you love I that do love song. Splash, but I thought that was too obvious. No, that would have been well, maybe, but for no, you, nobody else knows that song. Oh, yeah, such a great. Yeah, song. it is a good song. <laughs> but also, that song too is so like fifth grade, which is so creepy. Maybe not fifth grade, but. Where's the love by Hanson? Stop! <laughs> oh, my I know stuff. <laughs> I think I wouldn't know Hanson. Well, I didn't think you'd know Where's the Love right off the bat. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Turn up the volume. Oh, town. Oh, nothing. Backstreet Boys! Drowning! Which one is it? It's drowning, it's drowning, it's drowning. Are you 100% confident? <laughs> yeah, it's drowning. Hold up. <clears throat> Don't pretend you're sorry. I know you're not. I love this song. I know. Guys, this is a really good song. It really is. And I didn't play it in full on my podcast. I know, but you played part of it. And I was blasting this mix today, (laughs) and I'm sure my neighbors think I'm insane. No, Kelly, I think this song is only only left for the the, the true feelers in this world. Like, this song is so intense, it gets overlooked. Uh, I agree. It's Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Truly. <laughs> okay. I went to a concert with friends when the Backstreet Boys were opening for Florida Georgia Line. Um, and so I, went, I was like, I'm going to get cheese for my nachos. And I had to step aside to listen to this song. <laughs> totally. Because I needed a minute. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, like not everybody's a concert friend. Right. Oh, I th- for sure. My personality ch- fundamentally changes at a concert. I'm aware. <laughs> Uh, uh, shall Taylor we flash back to Taylor Swift last yes, year? I was at a Pentecostal church service. <laughs> I had a great time. Thank goodness they recorded, uh, which concert did they record? Boston, Dallas. Dallas, and not Chicago, because that would have been, I mean, it was like preteens and younger. And Us. I mean, I was blasting and blaring, but you were on another level of oh, just like, like true ecstasy. It, I mean... It, that's the thing. It's like people are like, do you hate Taylor Swift? I'm like, no. Right. I love oh, her. No. 
because I yeah. like, I care about and words. It's so everything she does is so clever, which we can okay. Uh, anyways, we'll get, all right, we'll get into ready it. for this? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, this is hotel or nothing, Kelly. But can we please replay the I, other entrance real quick? Yeah. Everyone hear I, that? I, I mistook it. Now let's go back to drowning. No, it's the same It's the song. same entrance. And you said it on your podcast, and I'm bringing it back. Thank you, Kelly. I Because agree. I think next to each other, you really gain an appreciation that someone oh. copied someone. And I think it was Backstreet that copied O-Town, but it's I cool. don't actually know which, what's, car, what's horse. Right. So, um, anyways, there's that. Two flawless songs that I am <laughs> completely I flawless. I cried hearing it. Flawless. I could flawless. probably still go to shoes. Flawless. Okay, ready? Yeah. Speaking of crying. I really want to sing All Too Well. Their nights in the womb is so cold, so I'm coming back to me. But this is a shoes club favorite. Girl. This, this, song is, this is the eight minute version, by the way. This song is why my husband's not allowed to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep it playing, though, oh, for I, your fans. Because no. it's truly. Guys, I'm, should I, we go I, to I think you should at like one. Tonight? Minutes, yeah, I'm yeah. down. Guys, I want to sing all too well. <laughs> Can you imagine? There'd be three people that'd be like, <laughs> dance around the kitchen in the refrigerator light downstairs. I would love it. Oh, man. That okay. song is perfect. It's truly perfect. Ready? Yeah. I was hoping the title would throw you off. Man, you are so good at this. Thank you. But here's the thing. You feel defeated? This is what I wanted. <laughs> Dave Matthews, crash. I'm just gonna go like jump like it's hot. This is what the people wanted though. We're going rapid fire. Bleeding love, Leona Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Hold it close to the mic though. Okay. Well, I already got it. Oh, for others. Oh no, I mean like hold it close. Oh, I thought you meant so I could enjoy this 2007 mega hit. But no, this is on my short list of songs to have in my intro. Truly. This song, it, it'll inform me of all relationships for the rest of time. It's so intense. It's so it's sensory. So it's intense. so sensory. Okay. I just mean like, oh, uh, the Hamilton mixtape. <laughs> I almost put Hamilton mixtape, but that was 2016, and you, I was trying um, to do like 90s and just, 2000s. Wait, hold on. Okay, see, um, see, takes me a minute sometimes. Did we do this earlier? People are screaming right now. Okay. I'm just letting you know. Is this Eminem? Yes. Arms are sweating, knees weak, arms are heavy, arms spaghetti. Yes, but what's the the title? Lose yourself. Okay, good job. Guys, I I used to play this on repeat because of the bass in the car. This was our entry song. Oh, totally. People were like, Godwin High, volleyball? (laughs) Is this Detroit? (laughs) One and the same. I love this song. All right. Kelly, I'm having this a great time. This might be a... Is it loud enough to play it in the mic? Um, Unfaithful Rihanna. I mean, Story yes. of my life. Isn't it such a great song, though? Oh. Story of my life. Searching for the right. Let's see. This is so much fun. I'm having the best time. <laughs> 
This is my wedding song. Okay, so let's talk about it. Because that's what I was getting at. Because you need to talk about some. Okay, so. The perfect wedding video song. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, the first time I heard Beyonce's EXO, I was like, this builds in the most perfect, airy, effervescent way and that a wedding video needs to. Because it starts very, like, it, like, sets the scene. And then it, like, the bass comes mm-hmm. in like your heart is glowing dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. and um so on my short list for wedding video songs was beyonce exo and mumford and sons i will wait for you hmm. mumford and sons i will wait for you has the most gorgeous ending it's very um fiddle happy it's very like it's it's choral it's 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 gospel pop as i've talked about before but um beyonce's exo felt um airy it felt nautical it felt easy it, it takes True. it takes like a second to get used to, but yeah. honestly, I've never seen anybody else's wedding video have that song. No, I agree. And it's like, um, it's like it's hard to find a song that builds and that is is like a chorus and is gospely, but is also <clears throat> upbeat and pop. Like I'm not trying to groban. You know what I mean? Totally. And this is an for, up- for the purpose of a wedding video. Yes, yes. it's an upbeat yes. choral song yes. that I love so much. And um, thank you to Beyonce for not suing me yet. I did have to try to post the Instagram video four times until it accepted it. <laughs> really? Yes, I didn't know that. Oh, John crazy. Mayer does a killer cover of EXO. By the way, man, it's really good. I miss that. Okay. 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 I'm just gonna say, if you get this, I'm nervous. I feel like if you get this within 10 seconds, mm-hmm. 10 seconds, mm-hmm. I owe you dinner at Alinea. Shut the front door. <laughs> True. Guys, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of money. True. <gasps> okay. Let me, let me turn the volume up. No pressure. But I am watching the seconds. I'll wait till the music starts. I know this song. I don't know. I mean, wait. This is like a. This is like a. This is like a reality star song. This is like not a real pop song. It was a real pop song by a reality star. Tonight. I'm just, oh my god, Greg would know this. I'm gonna keep going, okay. but for the record, I don't know you, Alinea. It's Kim Kardashian! Yes! <laughs> Watch your collab with Dream! Oh my god! <laughs> I would have never. Oh my god, I was like, it's a Paris Hilton? Right, I almost did hers, and that was too obvious. This actually is not available on I'm Apple Music. I had to go. Tonight. I had to play a video. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that. No, that was pretty awesome. You finally guessed it, though. 19 seconds. I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm impressed. I'm very okay. impressed. But I don't okay. get a free meal, gas, molecular gastronomy meal. Here we go. This is an ode to your volleyball days. Okay. Hold it close to the mic. Oh, shake your tail feather. Nelly. Feet. Ludicrous. And? 
No, 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 we do it for fun. Who's um, another member of the Yeah, how you love that. Not feeling. Good job, good job, good job. I wish we had taped this on video. I think it's so much more interesting are, on video. I know. You really are dancing. It's impressive. Okay. It takes me all a right, minute. All right, all right, all right. I'm having the best time. Okay. <laughs> this country? This version is. Just for the for the sake of it, I'll play this other version. But this starts too soon. That's why I had to play John Michaels. Okay. I respect John Michael Montgomery for red, for penning the songs, but I swear, uh, but all for one brought this version. Life. You know what's interesting? I didn't realize until today what? when I was downloading is that they recorded it the same year. I thought Weird. John Michael Montgomery recorded it like early '90s, and they were 2000s. They recorded it in the same year in the '90s. I actually do believe that, but I also wonder, um, Dolly V. Whitney. Oh. I will always love you. I bet that was very similar. Yeah, great call. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I put that on here? Anyways. I mean, I would have gotten that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know this. I know this. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I know this song. You will in a second. I know Don't this. Be. You will in literally like two seconds. Or five. <laughs> 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 my life! Okay, this is my wedding, so I'm so embarrassing. Okay, but you know what's funny is that I was in the bathroom when that score was playing. Really? And I forgot like a, that we were doing a first dance. Like you know when you're like in the yeah. moment, and uh, I I threw away my spanx, well, like yeah, right that before, I and I had taken off my shoes, and like yeah. in my head I was like I can relax. Yeah. But also our wedding planner was r- rough the worst. stuff, terrible. The, literally. And the I worst. and I didn't even remember we were doing that because like to be fair, like we didn't do like some traditional wedding yeah, stuff. Yeah, I yeah. kind of was whatever about it. But I wanted I wanted to dance with my dad, and I wanted to dance with Greg. And I heard that, and I was like, what song is this? And I remember, like, peeing and, like, listening to that song. And then running out to dance with Greg. Oh, my gosh, that's so bad. But I told people on the podcast before, I, best memory ever, because we had a full choir. No, Everybody danced to this. But do you know, for the life of me, I could not remember what y'all danced to. Really? I watched, um... 
uh, Mr. Movie's video this morning, yeah. like hoping he would cut out and didn't. So then I texted Emily and I was like, what did Katie and Greg did dance she remember? To? And she remembered. <laughs> Emily, love you forever. You're the real sister. <laughs> oh, truly. I, I, I was like, I remember dancing and jumping, like, yeah. like getting into it. And I just, anyways. Oh God, it was so magical. Everybody knew the words. Ooh, I loved it. Which, which, which one? So when you, when you guys are like, Frank Sinatra rules, it's like, pick something that people like. <laughs> End of the road, boys to men. Yep. I was debating which boys to men to play because... So earlier, <sighs> earlier Alexa played on Bend and, knee and, and I said to Kelly, one, yeah. I get confused between on Bend and knee and End of the Road. Yeah. So, so to be fair, it's like a little cheating. Yeah. Ready for some one-hit wonders? Oh, always. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to go in order. Blue Cantrell hit him up, Sal. Hands on his cash. Spend him to the last time for all your hard times. Ready? Mm-hmm. Is this Belle DeVoe? Yes. And that's why I was laughing earlier. Mm, is this I Want Your Sex? No. What's it called? Bad Girl? Nope. Greg, what's the Belle DeVoe song called? Poison. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit before and my you, time. Yeah. But you did, you're right. But I, you guessed them earlier, so I added it to the list because I was like, oh, that'd be funny. Hey there, Delilah. Three white tees? Close. White tees? Close. Hey, yeah, we... The, what it was am close I, by, with the, um... Four name. white tees? No. The white tees? Nope. It's white tees. <laughs> blank white tees. The blank white tees. Oh, you're not telling me blank. It's called the blank white yeah. tees. No, you have to guess the blank. Oh. Okay, this guy was on Ready for Love featuring Juliana and Bill Rancic, that no. dating show, and he he married that girl Shut named up. Jenna. How do you remember that? Because <laughs> you have the weirdest what? memory. Plain white tees. Plain white tees. Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. It's cool. And he knew I knew what that was. Okay. My homes. True. Black eyed peas. How? How did you get that? How would you not get that from, from those that horns? first intro? From the horns intro. Them horns. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, it's my home. All right, I'm going to play you one of my faves. I don't uh-huh. know if you're going to get this. Uh-huh. Give me that nut. <laughs> no, but I can't. <laughs> That's from so long ago. Smack that egg on? Girl, you think I don't want egg on? Okay, back to one hit. <laughs> Wait, how you remind me by Creed? Not Nickelback. Creed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I feel okay. like Nickelback and Creed are like oh, a joke of a generation. Which one? Which one? I'm gonna go. This is so easy. Girl, it might not be though. It is. Poker We're gonna race. talk about it Poker though. Race, lady, go. Okay, we looked into going to see her in concert. Yes, yes, yes. It is like seven, eight hundred dollars a ticket minimum in Vegas. And I heard it wasn't that good. I would love to see her, but there is no way. There's yeah, no if way. If anybody has like, if anybody's interested in hanging out with us, 
thing. But sorry, I'm, I'm pretty bar- sure I bark when I laugh. Hard. I'm, I'm pretty like, oh. sure everybody's like, "Yes, me," because we're so cool. And as like a hookup, I'm you wanna... really, really, really fun at concerts, but I really, really, really can't afford that concert. <laughs> Unless you want me to keep doing this podcast. I can, well, also, if you want me to go to that, let me know and I'll stop doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a trade-off. All right. Truly after 2014, I probably don't, I don't listen to Top 40 ever. Right. And these are all pre. Yeah. Yeah. So you could probably stump me with anything from like recent years. <sighs> I didn't put anything on here. But do, but do you listen to anything from recent years? Like besides Despacito and like Havana <laughs> Unana. I hate that song. I know it's in um, I, I feel like I did. So bef- before I moved here, when I was driving all the time, I listened to Top Forty all the time in the car. Yeah. Since I moved You're here, now. In Paris, to get away from your parents. That's <laughs> all it was. Guys, I, well, can I repeat artists now? Of course. Okay, in that case, we're good. I said Maya. Oh. um... You said I could do country. Yeah. Hold on. I like it. I love it. Yep. Bye. Tim McGraw. Yep. You got it. I love this song. Bum, bum, be dum, bum. Yep. Um, Disturbia. Yep. Right. Be honest. All right. I'm going to do one more and then it's Honestly, the final like song. This is satisfying because I feel like it helps my listenership. No, I'm not BSing them. No, true. No, I'm, I love I'm pop. Very, no, I, I know. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I would just like to say that. I think this is fun, and I think we should do it again. But Me next too. time, I'm going to make it yeah, a lot harder. I think you were worried harder. I'd make I it I was too. worried that... Yeah. And so I wanted to make it, like, fun, and but now I know um, the degree of which you yeah, know pop too. songs. you got to throw me more Daniel Powders. I don't even know who that is. you have a bad day, <laughs> take a one down, you sing a sad... Do you know what song I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Oh, oh here. I'm going to end... We have one more of okay. my faves, okay. and then we're going to end with one of yours. Okay. Ready? Whatever you'd like, T.I. I mean, Kelly, this, is one of my favorite songs of this was my jam in 2008. Kelly, I um, introed a podcast with this song very recently. Um, I do believe episode like 20 was called Whatever You Like. Well, that's sad. <laughs> I should have that song. I listen to all your podcasts. I all right, we're going to end on this. I don't know it's ending. I'm so sad. Well, I honestly think we played like almost all 55 songs. <laughs> We're going to have to cut some of this out. So before we do, is there anything else that you need to say? Um, it is episode 25. It was July 25th. You had just moved. Oh, thank you. Um, I, but I've listened to all your episodes. I started with T.I. and I ended with Anya Marina. And she sings like, stacks on deck. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And she that, does like actually, a great yeah, cover. that is a great cover. And it was about Ooh. Carly Class's engagement. It's like we a, should do a cover episode. It's very, like a cover one of these. I would where love I just do the to. Covers and you see if you can guess your like John Mayer by EXO. Yeah. Okay. Are you we ready? A, we have a lot Are to do. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Yes, I'm ready. I know you're going to add to this tomorrow, but I feel like you should end on this. Okay. Okay. Is it? Or, uh, it better not be R. Kelly. Oh my God. Okay, guys. Okay. My dream is to do this karaoke. Yes. I could talk a lot about this. This, this is, is the, the beginning. Five of it? and a half minute version. Yes. Okay. So, uh, well, it's Taylor Swift's so solo, of course. Um, not a lot of people know the song is originally twelve minutes. Yes, I heard that. And Taylor will not release. The latter half. But this is a very long song by pop standards. Yeah. Here's the thing. She left her scarf there at his sister. <laughs> okay. 
guys know uh, my thoughts about Taylor Swift and her romances are uh, they are more so about PR convenience. Mm-hmm. I do think that in 2010, Taylor Swift was not Taylor Swift. No. She was country artist. Yeah. Taylor Swift in 2010 was where Maren Morris is now. Yes. She was not at the tip of the tongue of every popular conversation. And I do think that when Love and Other Drugs Drugs came out featuring Anne Hathaway about Pfizer, remember that that movie about the pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. business? And they wanted to get PR. I, I do believe they were set up. I don't believe that her feelings were fake. I I see a 19-year-old young woman who is newish to fame, who is always sort of feeling like the outsider, falling for a Hollywood star who is handsome, who has a house upstate, who has a sister in Brooklyn. They go get maple lattes. They walk in that little town street. They almost read the red because he was looking over her. And... She is like, everything is so sensory and it's so real and she is so in love, but she's also so like, she's very um, overtaken by the celebrity of Jake Gyllenhaal. And at the time, I'd argue he was a bigger deal. He was coming off Rokeback Mountain. He was like a big deal at the time. And I see them pairing up and her thinking it was legitimate and her going to his sister's house, them going upstate, them being in the fall, them drinking maple lattes, them wearing scarves, them being apple... They went apple picking. We know they went apple picking. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, this is awesome. I have this famous boyfriend. He is so into me. Twin fire signs, four, four blue eyes, as she famously sang in another song. And he... As a celebrity, being a person that dates other people, just was kind of like, oh, this is a fling for me to promote love and other drugs. He steps back. Uh, He just is kind of like not there with her. And then maybe lost in translation, Mm -hmm. maybe she asked for too much. Maybe the thing was a masterpiece (laughs) until he tore it all up. Here's the thing. But then, like, he gets on his phone. He calls, calls her, her up, up again just, just to break, to break her like a promise. And he's so casually cruel in, in the, the name, name of being, being honest. honest. And then she's a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because she remembers it oh, all too well. too well. And here's the thing, guys, is I believe so wholeheartedly in that notion of casually cruel in the name of being honest. And right. that's why I said earlier, I'm not going to be bold in the sense that I'm blunt and since that I'm honest that I say what everyone else is thinking. No. In the name of being honest is a bullshit ego thing you do to be crass to others. And I support Taylor mm-hmm. and I don't support Jake. And I think he should have said, hey, this is to promote my movie and I'm not that into you. And your scarf's never going to be seen again. Truly. Instead, and she thinks it's still it, like, to goodwill. in his drawer even now. Yeah. No. Truly. He remembers it. But it's so true. Ugh, I mean, guys, just Okay, so did you, were you into the song before we talked about it the other night? Yeah. But I... Guys. I know it because it was never a release single, and she will comment sometimes about, like, how whenever she plays it, people all know it. And she played it at the Dallas, like, the yeah. one that made it on Netflix. Guys, it hits me so hard, and I, and, like, I don't even relate to it that, like... I relate to it in a sense that, like, I'm very sensitive, and if I experience something with somebody, it's very—I hold it. Um, 
And I think that she's the type of person that similarly, like you too, Kelly, is like, but it was fall. But I was wearing a scarf. But there were lattes. But your sister. But your mom said you played T-ball. Right. You were a little kid with glasses in a twin-size bed. Right. And you hold hold on on to the memories. You hold on to the memories. And that's why I said, and I did know the song, but I honestly kind of forgotten about it. And then when I reheard it on New Year's when we were listening, I was like, man, this has the potential to, like, especially if you're drinking a lot of champagne, to make you emotional because you do. Sometimes you hold on to memories that you remember all mm. too well. And it is so mm. sensory. So many of her songs are, but that one especially it's, is it's so sensory. literal brilliance. It's truly. Like um, her, like she is a lyrical, abs- which I know everyone says, but an absolute genius. I've never heard Kelly say that. You haven't heard me say that? No. That she's a lyrical genius? Well, you've always liked Taylor Swift, but I've yeah. like worshipped her. Well, yeah. I've never heard you I'm really praise. I've never heard you praise her. Oh, but no lyrical the lyrics? talent. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, let's go sing karaoke at shoes. Yeah, now it's we'll like 130. One, no, it's only 115. And also, um, I just want to tell the people in case this idea gets taken. In the shower today, I was thinking that. <laughs> You know, in the name of parody, you can write about anything you want allegedly and be in the public mm-hmm. domain, like not have copyright infringement. And I was thinking about writing a a story from the perspective of Taylor Swift's scarf. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That called, doesn't even make sense. Called shawl too well. <laughs> and what if what if the shawl? Explains their experience. Their, their perspective. Back and writes perspective. all too well. And then it's experience in the drawer. And then what Maggie does with it thereafter. <laughs> Do you not think that would be like a piece of lore in the fandom? I mean, totally. All too well. You heard it here first. TM. Be there in five LLC. Guys, oh, it was rare. Hurt. I was there. I remember it. Was, it. Well... Was it a, well, it was a pretty ugly scarf. I was trying to think of something that rhymes with rare. Flare? Yeah, it had flare. It did have flare. It was, well, it was a hideous scarf. It was, it was very thin. It was knitted. It was, it was very American Eagle. Side note. Yeah. I Googled the scarf story. Yeah. And Maggie Gyllenhaal last year. Oh, wait, did you post this? Is that where I read it? On Watch What Happens Live? I probably read about it. She like she isn't. She's, she's like, like I, I have no idea what we're talking about. And this seems like something you would say. The response is, how, "Why wouldn't you know what someone in that position is talking about?" If, if Maggie wanted to make a wish for a foundation, <laughs> she would know this mother effing scarf. Like right. this, this scarf is it's pop cult. It's it's, it's, it it's history. It's, it it's it's an artifact. Yeah. Unless the lyrics are bullshit, which is also very likely. It is, except that. If it's even if it's BS for her, yeah. For others that like can take the lyrics right. and make them into your own story, it's still such a great song. <sighs> Kelly, that's such a good point because she did say in the 1989 world tour, she said these songs were once about my life, but now they're about yours. <laughs> well, that's so profound. And isn't that profound? Yeah, it is. Taylor, and I'll, I'll leave you, you on that note. And I, I do want to encourage everybody to really, really think about. Here we are again in the middle of the night, dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. Because if you're anything like me, you get up several times a night. (laughs) (laughs) And you go to the fridge, and you get a Propel, you get a cream soda, 
You get a, a, a red wine you were lightly chilling on its side because you watched a documentary that told you that's the best way to preserve it. You get a water, and I, I don't care. I Some of my deepest life moments, my life's moments where I'm questioning things the most intensely have been, in the, have been basking in the refrigerator light. And until Taylor Swift said it, I didn't know what it was. But I can understand that no, going a, home with yes. a, a new boyfriend... Yeah, I think about going home with Greg at Thanksgiving, and we would go get leftovers when everybody else was sleeping, and it's in the goddamn refrigerator light. And something about that is so uh, representative, it's so descriptive, it's so sensory mm-hmm. about that fragile state when you're still so in love and everything's still so exciting that you're willing to get up in the middle of the night even to do something so frivolous as get a, a chocolate milk, a cream soda, a red wine, a turkey leftover. And I think that is why she is a genius. Oh, for sure. And a but poet a note, that I respect. Yes. You are so very in love. What did I say? Well, it just made it sound like, oh, to be in the day. Oh, of course. I just of wanted infatuation. To, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I just, I'm just... Yes. Because I know course. you are. That's why yes, I'm just... Yes, of course. We still... Well, the difference is... <laughs> The refrigerator light starts to become, you know, a little glaring in the eyes of the ones you love when they're trying to snooze. And at one point they were like, yeah, let's get up and, and chew. Right. And now I'm like. Still in love. Things change. That's the only difference. <laughs> Down the stairs. He was there. He heard it. All oh, too well. <laughs> and with that, we That's will go funny. to Shoes Pub. Okay. Guys, thank you. Love you. Nice you. See you soon. Kelly, do you want to do my exit with me? Sure. Do you remember it? Yeah. Do you really want me to do it? Yeah, do you know it? Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Because people, other people say they say it with me. Oh, I'm sure I when she started, it. I'll remember. Okay. I haven't listened to your regular... And as always... Oh. Let me know, let me know your, your thoughts, thoughts, and I'll, I'll let, let you know, know mine. mine. I'll, I'll be, be there in five. five. I, I swear. And that's where... That's what I was about to play. <gasps> that's a perfect exit. I know. I swear by the moon and the stars in the skies. And I swear like the shadow that's by your side. I see the questions in your eyes I know what's weighing on your mind You can be sure I know my part Cause I stand beside you through the years You'll only cry Yeah.